Dance Music Australia. Welcome to Threefold Radio. My lovely guest has just walked in through the door, Mr. Jamie Stevens. Oh, you're not on the mic. They can't even hear you right now. Here, wait. Here, I'll turn your mic on. There you go. Hi, Jamie. How are you? It's all right. I'm usually the one that's constantly running late, so I know how you feel. <laughs> yeah, hard drive issues, gotta love that. Yeah, oh, yep. totally, totally. Um, so I'm just going to chatter here while you get set up yeah. over there. Yep. Um, so it's Threefold Radio, I'm your host, Danielle Sears. So this month I've been presenting or doing the producer showcase where I am essentially picking out some local producers um, to come in and play me their stuff or play all of you their stuff um we've got jamie here searching for his oozbs got his oozbs anyways <laughs> so essentially as part of the producer showcase i ask each of the guests to play approximately 30 minutes of music that has inspired them to make music and then we play about 60 minutes of their own music. But tonight, because Jamie is such an esteemed guest, he's even won two Logies, uh, two, two what the fuck. Uh, <laughs> two fucking Arias. You know, that was like last week when I called Casey's track um, Schnorkel Schbongle. I was just like having a moment. So having another moment here. So we're really, really lucky tonight that our gold Logie Award winner over here, Jamie Stevens, twice winner, of the aria is going to be playing for a whole two and a half hours so um it's pretty stupendous so we're going to be going through everything that's made jamie stevens jamie stevens back from pre-infusion through infusion into jamie jamie maybe a bit of steve stevens i don't know <laughs> no not here and um so then we're going to do that and then I don't know. What else are you going to play for us, Jamie? What are you going to do tonight? Like, this is your show, so you can, um, you're, um, you're the conductor here. Um, well, it's a lot of stuff that, um, I th- well, it's hard kind of culling it down because it was trying to find stuff, because I listened to a really broad range of music and I was trying to find things that actually did completely connect to how it influenced the way I make music and the stuff that inspired me to make music so um it crosses a whole range of genres so I, but i thought i'd go reasonably kind of chronologically so i thought that would make the most i sense, do like numbers really. yeah i'm Num- an accountant numbers and years are good yeah. yeah um so yeah so it's basically from the earliest stuff that i used to listen to right through the uh 80s and 90s and and uh yeah and hopefully you'll hear some kind of connection to what i make and then then there's the stuff that um i guess i'm pretty proud of of my own releases and then there's a selection of stuff that no one's heard before that's upcoming so we're in for a pretty stupendously amazing show i'd say (laughs) anyway i'm gonna jamie just sit up behind me i'm gonna um just rattle on so um, if you missed out on the first two weeks of the Producers Showcase, I had Mimiko and also last week Steve Leas. They are both available to listen to on kissfm.com.au slash threefold. Um, tonight's show will be available for your mum to listen to in the gong uh, early next week. And uh, then my last producer Showcase next week is with uh, Jacob Malmo and Jack Love, a.k.a. Tom Emmons, as The Journey. So that should be good. And what else would you like to say, I, I was going to say um, that I think the stuff that I'll play, I think we can chat over some of it. I can explain kind of how it's relevant or what was... For sure. 
as I said, you're conducting this. I'm just, the, I'm just like violin number one. Yeah. Um, well, the, the first track I'm going to play is um, something because I was, I was pretty influenced, obviously, as most people are, by the music that my mum and dad used to play on their stereo, usually on Sunday. Usually on Sundays, they put on these albums, and this is an album um, called Mandingo, which I think is actually Australian, but it has all this African music and and modular synths and stuff. It's, and it's kind, of, it's kind of like this psychedelic. Where did your parents find that? Uh, I, don't, I, I think it was pretty popular back in back in the seventies because it was um, it was it was used as a demonstration album because it was so well produced and um, it's quite stereo. So I think it was one of those albums I used to put on in in hi-fi showrooms. So I think back then it was quite popular. So, so if you went to buy speakers, you would have heard this essentially. Like maybe, maybe yeah. If you grew up in Wollongong. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so I go from that, and then the earlier stuff I used to listen to, and um, yeah, a range of stuff really. Awesome. So we'll chat ski over the top, but let's get some music on now. Uh, this is Threefold Radio. Your producer showcasing all of his shizzle tonight is Mr. Jamie Stevens. Sorry, two-time Aria award-winning Jamie Stevens. Um, I'm your host in your season. This is Threefold Radio on Kiss FM, Dance Music Australia.
So we're currently just listening to a couple of tracks by Jean-Michel Jarre. That's correct, yes. Uh, Jamie, what would you like to say about this uh, legendary artist? Um, well, this guy um, is probably the biggest reason why I actually create music. That plus computer video, uh, yeah, computer games music when I was a kid. Yeah. Like Commodore 64 music. Um, but this is the first music that I really, really, really connected to because he was just able to create such a fascinating world just through sound. And I guess for me, I never really kind of connected to, to songs as such. So so hearing this kind of music where it was it tells creating a world. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. my, my first love was soundtrack. So like the Star Wars soundtrack and things like that. So this was like a combination of electronic sound, which I was completely into because I was a massive sci-fi fan. Um, and so any anything that was created out of the imagination for me, was really inspiring. I really connect, connected to it. So this guy, for me, was a god. Really, him and him and Vangelis. Yes, it's funny. Like I, I remember, I'm really uh, familiar with Vangelis. I don't know what because I think really he's a great composer, and I don't think there's many very like there's no one else as famous as him. I guess no, no, and, yeah. But, coming from a Greek heritage like it's quite like everyone kind of like listened to it so it was just like it's really it's kind of like an odd I guess upbringing that it's because it is you know from the from your heritage but you know was introduced to this amazing music Mm -hmm. and even to the point where you know especially when DVDs first came out and they used to have these DVDs of him like you know conducting at the Coliseum and these all these amazing I haven't seen that yeah Yeah. I mean it's pretty like well yeah but not but not you know it's kind of like he's very kind of I guess as far as composers go you know composers are generally very composed they're like you know the person that's you know Mm. you can barely see them from the orchestra you know if you're looking forward um, where he's very like you know kind of the most probably one of the most flamboyant um, conductors I've ever seen yeah right (laughs) but in a cool way like it's nice he's just very I guess he's very uh, you know just he's very flamboyant but but he loves it like in his passion so that you know you kind of you know let him have it yeah so yeah, anyway. Ooh, this bit. I love this bit. Okay, wait, wait. More music. I'll let this, this play. <laughs> Thank you.
So, Jamie, why did you select this track? Um, I absolutely love the atmosphere of it. I mean, I've got a bit of a soft spot for for synth-ish ballads, I guess. You don't say. Yeah. (laughs) Um, The other one is... um, uh, take my breath away. <laughs> oh my god! But you know what? But it's also produced by Giorgio Moroder. So, yeah, well, exactly. I mean, exactly. How can so, you go wrong? Yeah. yeah. No, this this one's quite fascinating because those vocals in the background, they recorded each vocal, like each note, on a separate track. So just just one. Uh, uh. 
uh, all the different notes, and it was all basically played by by turning up each each Channel. fader. Yeah, yeah. And so it was played by moving the faders of each note according to what note it was. So it was yeah, quite a fascinating um, production style. Yeah, uh, I guess, Technique. Um, and I was saying to you before that that woman in the in the middle. She, she was, um, yeah, she was the um, studio receptionist who they brought into the studio to, to say that part. So, um, But, you know, I just love the atmosphere of that. And, um, yeah, it's a really, I know there's something about this kind of feel that um, that I that I kind of was really into when I started making my own sort of four-track demos and stuff. <laughs> oh, the demos. The work demos. <laughs> that was the end result, really. <laughs> they weren't going to go anywhere. <laughs> What are you going to play for us next? Oh, a bit of Brian Eno. Nice. Um, yeah, it's very hard to narrow Brian Eno tracks down, but um, but yeah, this album is just absolutely magical. So let's yeah. get to it.
Give to you 
how history repeats that song has become um, quite famous in the past few years because Rampu and I also think I've got a feeling Francesco Lombardo also possibly played it at um, Burning Man a couple of years ago uh, as part of their sets yeah and um, I actually did a bootleg of this with a remix I did for um, Hanan Catania I kind of did a I did like a mashup of the remix I did and that vocal over the top yeah. it's a very cool vocal also just while we're talking about mums just want to shout out to um, Jamie's mum Mrs. <laughs> uh, Nikki Stevens hi mum hi mum <laughs> so fitting <laughs> back to the music <laughs> also big shout out to Petchy Petch
So I just asked Jamie what this track was because I'm pretty confident I've never ever heard it before. So tell me a bit about it. Okay, so when I went to university um, to do my fine arts degree, um, I did a sound um, component and was introduced to a lot of music. And I was introduced to Steve Reich. And this album is called Music for Team Musicians. And it's an hour-long piece. And this is, this is one part of it. And basically this constant pulse throughout the entire the entire piece. Um, Steve Reich um, studied alongside Philip Glass. Um, so there's a lot of similarities with what they were doing with cyclical um, motifs and um, adding, subtracting notes and all this kind of stuff. Um, and this album, at first when I heard it, it didn't really do anything for me. Because we sitting in the classroom and it kind of washed over me, I guess. And I revisited it like a few months later. I just sat down and listened to it, and it really, really hit me. And I, I got so immersed in it because one of the, it's one of these things that you you have to really kind of uh, let give yourself to 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 really kind of you know, really need to em- embrace it. And it's an incredible, incredible piece. The entire hour hour long um, piece. So this is just one part of it. And he was a huge influence on my my composing production whatever um, and was a, probably the biggest reason why I have such an obsession with tuned percussion with marimbas and xylophones stuff. This, this, there's something about um, the, the tone of it and the the, the, the the kind of the I guess the urgency of something like this it's kind of, it's, it's kind of like a it's this really, really weird kind of um, dual What's the word? It's like it's a, kind of, it's like a like duality of of because it's urgency, but it's also quite quite soothing at the same time. And it, it's so complex and so beautiful, it's so simple at the same time. It's 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 um yeah, it's quite a remarkable piece. It's funny because there's not that many like famous, I guess, percussion pieces, uh, especially when you're coming from a classical kind of background. You know, most people would think Flight of the Bumblebee. Like yeah. you know, I studied percussion in high school as well. Oh, right. Um, okay. So I mean, that was really it was rare to hear anything kind of outside of Flight of the Bumblebee. But like, if you're standing in front of us, you know, marimba, and you're like double melodying Flight of the Bumblebee, it's pretty crazy yes you know it's it takes such enormous skill to possibly even do that um so it's nice to hear i guess more contemporary music that has you know that same skill kind of level involved when i was studying i became obsessed with mendelssohn's hebrides overture it's oh yeah 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 because i love i just i love the movements and how they kind of evolved and yeah still Mm -hmm. still in love with it now i've asked you before i was like can you please remix this yeah 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 (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Do remember, yeah. And what's this one? This is Crowded House. Look, I'm going to be quiet now. <laughs> Promise of love is hard to ignore. You said the chance wasn't getting any better. Labor of love is ours to endure. Highest branch on the apple tree. It was my favorite place to be.
Quick shout out to Baz, Baz Stevens. You out there in Narang, Nar- Narandra. Narandra. <laughs> Can't pronounce it. Hope you're having fun.
we come to the end of the inspiration section for Jamie Stevens, who is standing there dismayed that he <laughs> hasn't even made it into his second genre yet. Yeah. Jamie, 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 how did that 90 minutes go for you? God, <laughs> God, who I'd just given you 30 minutes? Well, I guess having a record box showing that I had six hours of music, you know, <laughs> I should have had some kind of idea that I probably wouldn't get through it all. <laughs> But yeah, I've got this vinyl here of um, all the house and like tribal house and techno stuff, like Curry Lecker Bush and H Foundation stuff and all the stuff that um, influenced me through the early 90s, but didn't so, actually so manage so to get there. So basically we're still stuck in the 80s. <laughs> stuck <laughs> well, in no, the that, 80s. Well, no, the Mogwai tracks from, yeah. uh, from uh, late 90s, I think. So, so but yeah, almost got there. So tell me, Jamie, I don't think I need to ask you if there was an artist you wanted to work with throughout history that you've never ah. had the opportunity to work with. I'm assuming, I'm going to take a like a guess and say it would be Brian Eno. <laughs> um, just like, that, I think that, of... That, that's usually my answer. Well, um, what, what would you like to answer today? Brian Eno would be pretty amazing um anyone out there that knows brian eno give him james number um yeah well i guess the other person after reading his autobiography just recently would be philip glass yeah like i think i think reading reading his book and getting an insight into his mind and his conceptualization of all his work just makes me quite yeah, it makes me wonder what it'd be like to work with him. And in saying that, like, what do you think the collaboration process would be like with these people that I guess, you know, they're definitely geniuses in their own right and I would feel that they are very specific to their music. Yeah, yeah well, this is the, the, the funny thing is the, the book actually speaks a lot about his collaborations um, because he does a lot of theatre work, a lot of opera um, uh, and a lot of installation work. Um, he works with poets. He works with Allen Allen Ginsberg, and um, so he speaks about the process of collaboration. And I, I think it'd be quite fascinating to to work on something on a larger scale, utilizing visuals and and dance and, and all that. That'd be something that'd be quite incredible. Um, and then it's quite quite amazing when he talks about it, where it doesn't really it, it, there's not really a um, I, I guess the, the gestation of the idea um, is something that is quite a simple thing and then it kind of grows very organically and they don't really go back to really discuss kind of the the, the sort of deeper meanings yeah. of, of all, all the pieces, of all the, um, all the elements. So it's kind of up to the, um, up to the viewer to kind of um, piece together what it all what it all means, which is you know a lot of art really is. So I think the process of that, without kind of over conceptualising it, would be would be quite amazing. And have you considered um, having that same or applying that same treatment to your own productions? Yeah, well, it's it's funny. the The last part of his book actually was um, something that I really related to. That he's he was a lot more succinct than than I'd ever be, um, about the process of creating and how you are no longer... Because, you know, people talk about when, when you're creating anything, whether you're writing or you know, writing a book or writing poetry or making music, whatever, um, that it doesn't feel like it comes from you. And he puts that down to the your mind going so far into... Um, the, the the process, well, not even the process, the 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 engagement with the music, like where where you're thinking music, you're not thinking about 
the, the anything that surrounds it. So, so because you have given yourself to the, the music language itself, you're no longer um, aware of your your surroundings, your like anything else. So when you when you when you come when you when you remove yourself from that, it's really hard to go back to that and remember what it was like to create that. So when a lot of a lot of people ask, oh, okay, what was going through your mind when you created that? A lot of it you actually don't remember because when, you, when you're in that, what people call the zone, when you're in yeah. that zone, you're, you're, just, you're just creating. You're not, you're not present really because it's the, it's the language that, that your mind has, um, uh, has adapted, or has, 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 sorry, has adopted. And it's it's you're no longer kind of part of your physical self, really. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I always feel it's like sometimes, like for artists like yourself or any artist, really, like when you're in that zone, it's like essentially you're having this out of body. Like you've given over yourself to that your current like present self is yeah. working on that, and you're just like kind of like sitting there yeah. viewing on yourself, you know. Mm. And I was gonna use a really bad Harry Potter analogy, but I won't ruin it. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, that's kind of what I feel. It's just like, you know, when people create these, like, I guess they're, you know, magnum opus, it's, you know, it's mm. quite often and they're like, it just came out of me. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's quite often like, you know, their answer, like, how did it come to be? So, mm. yeah, it is really mm. interesting. It's like, especially for myself that isn't a creative person, you know, I like, you know, I'm an accountant. I love numbers. I like everything being mm. really logical. My most artistic creation is my eyeliner every day. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so I find it really interesting, this concept of, you know, how that all comes to be. Yeah, I, I really wish I had the book here because you put it so, so much better than I just did. You <laughs> <laughs> really summarise that very, very well. But well, um, it, was a, it was a really beautiful way of putting it. And, yeah, it's a great book, actually. Let's uh, see if we can pull it up on the interwebs. Anyway, that is mm. the end of the Jamie Stevens inspiration section. Even though we could probably pay for another five hours. Yeah, I had another two hours of stuff there. But, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so um, we're going to go to a short ad break and then we're going to be back with, um, I guess, some highlights of the Jamie Stevens career. Mm, yeah. The last 20 years. Selections of stuff that I'm kind of most proud of and I guess the stuff that kind of relates to those inspirations, I guess. Awesome. Yeah. Let's follow through. Yeah. You're listening to Jamie Stevens and myself, Danielle Sears, on Threefold Radio and this is Kiss FM Dance Music Australia. Woo! KissFM.com.au. Dance Music Australia. Welcome back to Threefold Radio. We're here celebrating uh, Producer Showcase 2017 with the one and only Jamie Stevens. Uh, so, Jamie, this half hour we're going through some of your, I guess, career highlights or um, how would you like to explain it? <laughs> I hadn't thought about it. Um, I, I guess it's stuff that I'm most proud of that I felt felt like I would kind of push myself. Um the the things that I guess maybe some people might not know. Having said that, I don't know. Um, but but also um, things that kind of relate to the influences I just played. I guess to kind of tie it all together. I guess. 
Um, can I ask you, has the process of making music changed uh, for you over the years? Um, yeah. Yeah, well, it has. I mean, obviously, when I first started, I didn't have as many options to, to create the sound. No, I never did that, actually. Okay. I had cassette. I, I, I had a reel-to-reel um, much later, but I never I never cut it up. Didn't, didn't really yeah. do the tape loop thing. Um, I had you know, like a four-track cassette recorder and stuff. Um, but, yeah, I had only, only like maybe three synths um, for over about four or five years. Um, but I think that that process was very much about getting really, really deeply inside the one synth at a time and really learning how it all worked um and there was it's very free-flowing because when when you got a four-track recorder and you're just putting things down you didn't you weren't able to kind of go back and review what you've had and and then do the really fine tweaks and you just kind of played stuff in and then lay it over the top of that lay it over the top of that so there's something about that that i would love to go back to actually because now you just keep endlessly tweaking and tweaking and yeah tweaking i kind of feel it's like finished. i will use this analogy it's it's very similar to before when you used to take photographs with film mm. and you know you didn't yeah, know how it was going to look careful. how it was going to turn out yeah. you know where now with digital you can go it's back like I'll, I'll well, take 25 you can touch yeah. but yeah you can take 20 shots so yeah 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 and tweak and tweak and tweak yeah yeah and so mm. but so while it's something you want to revisit do you really prefer the no, way that you make yeah, music well, now yeah there, there are definitely a lot of pros to the way we the way we do it now and the, the having access to the sounds we have now and the technology that would have cost tens of or hundreds of thousands of dollars to get what we have back there like the fair life felt like was you know a good couple hundred thousand dollars and and now we've got you know the, the technology that does far far beyond beyond that so having that in your in, at your fingertips is fantastic it's a matter of now of, of using it creatively so i guess my my something i i try to be aware of is not taking all this technology for granted and treating it with respect i and guess do you feel like given that there is so much technology out there to use do you feel that um people are actually really pushing it to its extremes like they were before there are people that are definitely pushing pushing it to extremes but as, a, sure. in, as a whole like as you a, know um it's hard to say because a lot more people are creating music now so the percentage I, yeah. I don't really know I mean it's so it's so easy to just drag loops in and just you know you know just use sample packs and sound like everyone else but there are people out there doing some incredible incredible stuff so. and tell us a bit about this track that's playing now um, this is a remix um, I did uh, of Arjuna Schicks a guy from um, from the Netherlands um, and this was the ambient version of the track that I did. I, I, I did the, the house techno version, I guess, the, you know, the standard version. And I felt there were so many elements to it that, that um, could work in uh, an ambient way, a beatless way. So that's what, I, that's what I ended up doing. And I was very happy with how it came out, I guess, yeah. And, um, yeah, and, this, and the next one's um, from the first EP I did on Chameleon, actually. Um, a non-club track, I guess you could say. Yes. Big shout out to Stevie B. I know you hate me calling B. you that, but Stevie, Stevie love you. <laughs> Chameleon for life, party non-stop. <laughs>
So we're just having a bit of a giggle here in the studio because we just found out Jamie didn't realise that he has actually been part of a gate crasher compilation. <laughs> yeah. So a friend of mine um, um, asked if I could possibly give him a copy of a remix we did of Main Element, this Infusion remix. Um, he said, I've only got a copy on the Gate Crasher Summer Anthems mix. I'm like, I was like, what? It was on Gate Crasher mix? That's awesome. <laughs> no, absolutely no idea. No, I was just saying, I guess maybe showing my age, I get a bit kind of like, it's not aggro, but I just sometimes don't think people realise the accomplishments people like, you know, Jamie has had, people like when I had HMC on the studio, you know, these are people that have been kicking on so far beyond any 18 or 19 year old could even begin to understand and I was kind of, I feel like came in kind of like in the mid 90s which was still a bit late I guess um, Jamie's had the privilege of doing an essential mix uh, yeah, part, part of Infusion Yes, yeah. part of Infusion. but what, what people actually don't, don't, well, don't necessarily realise about that is that obviously when we did Infusion that was all completely live all the time so um, I don't think a lot of people realise that when we did the Essential Mix, that was actually a live jam session we did in our studio. So when Pete Tong goes, yeah, this is Infusion with decks and effects, like, there were no decks. There were no <laughs> yeah, decks. I remember you telling me this. It was live, this, yeah. it was jamming, it was jamming, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> but I mean, I think you're one of very few Australians that's actually had, you know, I'd say that privilege. Like, I like to, for me, like... It was a like, huge, huge honour. I mean, I mean, like... Because BBC said we, we need a studio quality recording. Thought, okay, how are we going to do this? Because when you play live, we react off a crowd. How the hell are we going to do a studio quality recording? When you play, when you play live, it's like faders everywhere, got 24 channels going here, there, and everywhere. Yeah. We're going to have to do it in the studio. How are we going to do it in the studio without, a, without an audience? We, we're going to have to do it. We're going to figure out how to do it. So, yeah, we end up doing it and just kind of trying to get in the zone. So you just got all these, you just just, had all these groupies just in the studio screaming at Well, we, we were thinking about getting getting, <laughs> getting friends over, but um, we ended up doing it ourselves. And after one failed attempt, we, we ended up doing a full two-hour, two-hour, two, two, two one-hour jams. Yeah. Yeah, it is a very cool essential mix. Um, guys, you should seek that out if you'd like to hear and if you liked um, Infusion, especially, I guess, for me back... Or I'd like to say back in the day. It wasn't that long back ago. Back in the day. It was back in the day. Uh yeah, mm. but I mean, I guess, Jamie, you've also accomplished so much since then, and um, we're about to hear some of your future yeah. releases. So, so um, the next couple of tracks are going to come out on um, Guy J's um, new label called Armadillo. It's an ambient label. Not really ambient, but basically it, it's got quite, quite, a, quite a broad um, uh, catalogue so far. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's, it's anything that's non-dance floor, basically. So, um, so I've got two tracks on there. that um, Robert Babich did the first release. Um, Stell, um, you, know, you know Stell? Um, Stellios? Mm, no. Um, he's, he's, he's Greek. You should know him. <laughs> <laughs> I try to associate myself. I'm Stell, like... actually, I started a label with Stell um, many years ago called Dieb Audio. Um, we became friends through Dave Seaman because uh, we're on audio therapy together. Um, really lovely guy. He's got the releases coming out now and this will be the next release, a three-track EP. So, um, so yeah, this is the next two tracks and then the track after that is going to be on Dave Seaman's um, Celador label, Dave Seaman and Steve Perry's Celador label. And, um, and then the other one, if we've got time, is, um, is a remix for Dinox um, on, on a label which... 
I forget It's escaping now. you. <laughs> Where's Dean Oaks anyway? Oh, um, Beat Boutique. Beat nice, Boutique. Yes. Nice. Yes. <laughs> Got there in the end. Got there, yeah. <laughs> Saved. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, yeah. Well, so oh, so so yeah. This 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 track. Um, this is my my attempt at a at a orchestral piece, I guess. Oh, mm. exciting! So, yeah. what type of or- orchestra? Like symphonic or? Yeah, yeah, symphonic. All right. Yeah. Nice. Let's get to it. Mm.
Well, I really don't even feel like I've been on the radio now for two and a half hours. It's been <laughs> such a fucking pleasure, Jamie Stevens. Oh, the pleasure's been all mine. No, shut up. No. Like, seriously, no, because we've had lots of chats off air as well, and I almost wish that uh, people could have heard what we were discussing, because it was all very yeah. um, on point with our uh, <laughs> with our topic for tonight. And I mean, yes. I didn't really get through my list of questions that I wanted to ask you, and but I kind of feel that we have in in a way. Um, but have, have you seen um, uh, was it Inside the Actors Studio? Yes. Have you seen that? Have you seen that? Where they, where they do the, the, the 10 questions or something and they do it really, really quickly? You can do that if you want. Well, no, I just, I feel <laughs> that we've kind of... Co- oh, yeah. Well, I'm in a studio, but not that. That is true. <laughs> um, I feel we've kind of covered everything, but one thing mm. I do want to ask you, and yes. I think it's a nice closer, is yeah. if you had to do it all over again, Jamie Stevens, would mm-hmm. you still choose this career and would you do anything differently? <laughs> I, I, I mean, abs- that's a pretty loaded question. Yeah. <laughs> I would absolutely. It's funny. Um, a while ago, like quite a while ago now, um, it all became a bit much. Like it was became because it's all consuming. When you're creating music, it's 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 your life. And there was a point where the outside world was. Um, I know I wasn't really kind of connecting with it as much as I probably should have. Like my my friendships were failing, and and I kind of felt like it was just a bit too much and I thought okay you know what it's consumed my life too much I need to give it up like I just stopped I just had to stop so I stopped for about two weeks I think and I got so I actually physically got sick I got really really sick and I, and I kind of realized that I actually have to do it and anyone who creates music or writes or anything like that always says that it's something that I have to do so if you've got that calling, if you have that inside you, if you if, if this is something that has to manifest in some way, there has to be an outlet for it. Otherwise, you 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 do feel frustrated and you end up feeling sick. So the so I probably if I if I was to do it all again, I probably find a better balance earlier on. I, I think I found a better balance now. So um, so yeah, I do I do it differently. I kind of make time for other people and realize that music is not the absolute number one priority of all time but i think but but respecting respecting it and and giving it the time it needs but not letting it overtake the rest of your life i guess and um i guess moving continuing on from that is there any i guess maybe advice you'd give any up-and-coming uh producers or people that I don't know, like, do you kind of mm. feel it's, uh, given yeah, that you're it. a, <laughs> given that, I guess Become you're... Become an accountant. <laughs> hey, don't <laughs> miss my job. Uh, given that you're, I guess, a bit of a senior in the scene nowadays, mm. do you feel it's your, uh, do you feel the need to kind of impart some wisdom onto y- the youngsters? Well, one thing that I'm finding these days, uh, I'm doing a lot of tutoring now, which I absolutely love. I really, really love doing it, and I've spoken to a lot of people about um, a lot of people in the, sort of the same age as me who we definitely feel like we've learned so much over the years that it's kind of it's kind of almost our duty to, to impart what we know so that we don't, we don't get people other people to make the same mistakes really, and it, um, I find that 
thinking back on all the years that I've been doing this, there's so much that I can help other people with, and it's a pleasure to be able to help people along their own their own journey. Not not that what I've experienced is the only way of yeah. doing it, but there's there's definitely some common ground that I can can help with for of sure. Course, and I so can... so yeah, definitely definitely I I love speaking with people that are starting out or halfway through or you know whatever um, and just. I feel like I've kind of got a pretty good grasp on what works and what doesn't work and and definitely the pitfalls. There's so many pitfalls that, you know, if I can prevent someone from going through the same problems, then, you know, Yeah, I guess good. that's a thing quite often, you know, people never talk about the negatives. Everything's always very romanticised, you know. Yeah, yeah. It, it's one of those things because, you, you know, obviously life of creating music it's it's yeah obviously it's a very romantic notion to be able to do that and and yes it, it's it's a gift to be able to do that um but at the same time there's a lot that can be incredibly stressful incredibly demanding so yeah it's, it's definitely not not the kind of um, profession you want to go in if you want a stable easy life that's for sure oh very definitely and i mean that's what i said i think to mitch that was the first producer for 2017 you know i just thanked him for coming in and like you know opening up his heart and just essentially exposing himself into well for me it kind of felt like he was this is something that he's created and mm. like he's showing it off to the world and you know you're it's, so open it's, to it's, yeah it's, it's, a, it's a typical thing because it, it can be quite psychologically um, not, not, not damaging but it, it's it's inherently um, linked to your psychological well-being when you're presenting something you put your heart and soul into and you have other people almost judging what you do it takes a lot to not take that to heart when when people if people say yeah that's a piece of shit especially like I think these days even more so than when we were um, when we were first starting to make music, where you know you'd, you'd get magazine reviews, if you were incredibly lucky, you would. Um, but you didn't have YouTube, you didn't have comments on Facebook pages and things like that. So these days, comments. I mean, I, I remember um, there was um, a comment on an infusion video on YouTube, which I won't repeat because <laughs> I don't like it, but. Um, there was something about it that, that really, really hurt me. And it was only one comment. It was one comment. And so you, you end up having, well, you have to these days have a bit of a thick skin about it. You know, if you're going to, if you're going to put your music out there as, uh, you know, in the, in the public domain, you actually have to build some kind of resilience to negative feedback. Uh, yeah, and it's something that we never really had to deal with. Um, but... You know, these days it's part of the norm. It's, yeah, it's hard. Well, there you go, kids. If you want to be yeah. a music, <laughs> bit of a downer. <laughs> get a get a tough, go, get go, a, go, fill go that thick skin, skin early. No, it's, it's about believing what you do. This is the of thing. I, I think with with anything, as long as you're coming from the right place, if you're doing it, if if you're presenting something you truly and utterly believe in, then that's all you. If you can answer to yourself and you, and you know that you've done the best you can do, and that there's come from. The, the best place some people aren't going to connect to it but that's just that's just 
the yeah, way you life know what? is. That's Every, what the, it, the way the world is. Exactly. Not everyone's going to connect the same music at all. And if everyone fucking did, the world would be a fucking be so boring, boring place. My mum so used to boring. tell me that all the time. She's I mean, like, not everyone loves 10cc. That's fine. I know, right? Not you know? everyone loves Wigfield like I do. <laughs> you know, and I quite happily admit that because you know what? Fuck you, cancer, don't. You're missing out. And I take that as a compliment, um, you know, and I'm sure that's that's exactly it. You know, you mm. have to understand that not everyone, if everyone liked the same thing, the world would be a boring place. And yes. as cheesy yes. as it is, variety is the spice of life. What a wonderful note to end on. <laughs> variety Saturday is the spice can. of life. Oh, I thought you were talking about Wakefield, come on. <laughs> Anyway, Jamie Stevens, I just want to say a massive, a ginormous fucking thank you for coming in and spending two and a half hours, and I know it could have been actually five and a half hours, um, had Timmy and Kate let me just have free reign. Let's have a picnic. I know, right? Um, so, That's not self-indulgent at all. But you know what? <laughs> I do my radio show to give back to the people like you that have given me so much since the 90s I don't feel that people say thank you enough for these pieces of music I can't tell you the number of times I've stood in the middle of the dance floor and the tracks come on and I'm crying emotionally I'm like so overwhelmed crying like, on the inside yeah, well no tears come out of my eyes but it's just like yeah. it's not like a sad cry it's just oh, like no, no. it is yeah, just it's, it's amazing yeah. and I just think there, there are a few of those at Rainbow this year definitely <laughs> yeah. Guy J was playing oh my god so, so many oh, late nights yeah. yeah yeah you know, exa- and that's this is the reason why it can I do be an my incredibly radio show. powerful thing exactly so I just like for you to come in and I know you've popped in briefly before um, and popped in for about half, well you were here and I made you play for about half an hour um <laughs> You had a headache and I was like putting like did, ice I? on your That's head. Right. Yeah, yeah, but um, I just want to say a massive thank you for coming in and I guess bearing your soul to everyone and just having like pretty down to earth chats and having a good monologue from your mum. She's been awesome <laughs> on the Facebook. Oh, I love my mum and dad. I know, they're awesome. Can't wait to meet them. Me you know and you're going to hang gotta... out when she comes to Melbourne. <laughs> That's one of the biggest things actually, having the support of my mother and father as I was going through this because I know a lot of a lot of um, people that get into creating music, they don't have that support of their mother and father who, you know, who see it as a, as a kind of a, a hobby and that it's not a true profession. Um, when, I, when I got into um, a fine arts degree, because I wanted to be a graphic designer actually, um, that they supported anything that I really wanted to do, which was incredibly incredibly um so humbling but it was it, it kind of opened the door for me i didn't feel like there was a pressure to kind of be something that i didn't want to be and it, it's, it's it's not you know it, it wasn't an easy road and there's definitely you know it's been really really hard you know many times but it's been gratifying um from a really gratifying for a really deep part of me that I think if I hadn't done that I wouldn't have feel, felt fulfilled at all it would be very difficult I know and I think the thing like that is when you know you, you can see how like lucky you have been because you know so many people don't have that support and mm. don't have that belief from their you know those close to them yeah. and stuff yeah. and you realise like without being a religious person because I'm definitely not one of those but um, you know how blessed you are as a person and mm. how lucky you are so yes, and it doesn't doesn't always have to come from your parents as well. Yeah, it can but come just from those, your, those supportive, the yeah, those, closest to yeah, you. Exactly. They, you know, you need, if you have people believing in you, 
then, yeah, it makes a huge, huge difference. Well, that's a lot, much yeah. nicer positive note. Yeah, there we on. go. That's better. <laughs> Anyway, we should really go because, like, not only did I go an hour over, I'm now an hour and ten over. I'm really sorry, Timmy and Kate. Thank you so much for letting us um, have an extended show tonight. Um, Once again, a massive thank you to Jamie Stevens for coming in um, as part of the Producer Showcase 2017. Uh, Thanks for asking me, Danielle. Oh, shut up, Jamie. Yes, if. (laughs) (laughs) Like, totally. Anytime you want to come and play, (laughs) stop it. Um, And as well, uh, next week is the final week of. Of Producer Showcase 2017. I thought um, you just started. What started? Yeah. No, no, I started. This is the third week, so I have. Oh, okay. um, yeah, I've been doing. I do it every year, but just for yeah. the month. So, uh, gotcha. uh, yeah, have had a lot of fantastic uh, young producers. I guess probably you are one of the more established producers, but you know, I think that with that, you know, comes so much. Coming up to a, about sixty years now. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I was kind of gauge how long you'd actually been in the industry for, and I was I was thinking like it's twenty years. Okay, so my first release was actually you know what, I got a, I got a message I got a Facebook message from um, a guy that created um, this collective called Clan Analog, which is how Infusion got started. Actually, this collective of of nerds basically who love since called Clan Analog. It's coming up with their twenty fifth anniversary. And my first release was with, with Clan Analog. I went under the name Oceania, and <laughs> I did I did a track on their first EP, which would have come out in ninety two. So, okay, so twenty five, twenty five, twenty five years. Holy shit! Which is yeah, it is a substantial period of time. I was wow. thinking. Well, I was definitely thinking like it was definitely sometime around ninety seven, ninety eight that mm. you were getting to the peaks of the industry. So I thought I'd just base it on that. Yeah. And uh, we all like to think we're younger than we are, <laughs> says Danielle, who thinks in her head she's 22 still. Anyway, we have to get to the end of it. Next week, yes. I've got uh, Jacob Malmo and Tom Evans, a.k.a. Jack Love, whatever yeah, you want to be called. The Journey. As the Journey, who, the you've journey. Done a, who you have done a remix for. Yes. Uh, they've got a track coming out on iMusica, I believe. Yes. yes. They are... They're on fire. They are on mm. fire, and I just I couldn't wish them more good fortune Absolutely. because couldn't, couldn't have they are. Guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So um, that'll be next week. We're going to be doing a pre-record because those two boys are too busy to come into a studio on a Saturday night. Shit. <laughs> Even though Jake and Melmo's in bed right now because he's got a five a.m. set. Whatever. <laughs> um, anyway, so that's it for the Three Pod Radio for another week. Um, so tonight, well, as I close off now, we're going to go straight into Armin Van Buren for a state of trance. Ooh. Sorry, trance family, Australia. Hashtag. I actually found out that he actually looked at one of my tracks for some reason, and he he had a he actually used one of my tracks on one of his mixes. <laughs> Armin Van Buren. <laughs> that's awesome and hilarious. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> How does that, how does that connect to Armin Van Buren? I don't know. I don't know if you should take that as an insult or as a compliment. <laughs> we're not live. We're not. Huh? That's finished. Sorry? No, we're live. No, no, we're live. Yeah. No, we don't. Yeah, yeah it's fine. Um, yeah, it's bizarre. Really bizarre. Really bizarre. Like some some people you don't you don't pick it. Mm. You know what I found funny about Armin Van Buren? Um, he's quite a tall guy. He's like 6'4". Really? Yeah, I wouldn't have thought it. All Actually, these, who's all your, these who's your boyfriend? Was it... Um, uh, who was that? I'm just talking to Alyssa. <laughs> no, who, who is that? Who is that? Um, 
The other Dutch. Ah, uh, you mean Tiesto? No, not Tiesto. Chesto. <laughs> no, I no um, Avicii. Oh, Avicii. Oh, no. <laughs> well, you know what? All the Dutchies are quite tall. Uh, yeah, yeah, they are. I mean, yes. Yeah. Love, you the know du- what? love the Dutchies. Love the Dutchies, even though Tiesto stole traffic from um, Psycho Fuck, Psycho Fuck, one of the earliest tech- early techno track that's fucking sick. Anyway, let's get anyway. to the end of this because we're rambling yes. now and having fun. <laughs> so that's threefold for another week. Thanks for listening, guys. Appreciate it again. Thank you, Jamie. And, um, Thank you, Danielle. No worries. And um, I'll be back next week. And maybe you want to listen to me, maybe you don't. Stay safe <laughs> on the road as per usual. Bye, guys.